You have two options. One, you escape the herd. Or two, you get left behind. This is the show where we use comedy, philosophy, and social experiments to uncover the hidden truths behind human nature. I am your host, Guy Rubin, and this is Escaping the Herd. So what's it going to be? One or two? This episode will be broken up into two sections. Section one, a verbal essay, and section two, a discourse with our episode guest, Anthony Garbers. Section one will be a four-part series. Part one, fame, but not the fame you think. Part two, fame, the loser gets addicted. Part three, fame versus mastery. And part four, mastery in the tangible world. So let's jump right in. Part one, fame, but not the fame you think. Disclaimer, understand that the following episode is composed of my opinion and perspective on the idea of fame and mastery. My opinion can be taken upon many different ways and can be argued with many different claims. But if you do insist on arguing my point, I do warn you that you will not win. Disagreeing with my claims is just a way for your ego to project and defend itself against the truth that really lies within you. So, what is fame really? In the most basic sense, fame is an extrinsic expression of our internal need for validation. Although, fame is a much more amplified form of the validation the majority of us yearn for. A number of people chase fame for different reasons, and a number of you will have different reactions to my perspective on fame throughout this podcast, which through your own self-awareness can help you infer where you lie on the fame spectrum. To help you understand why you really want or don't want it. Whether we like to believe it or not, we would all like fame in one way or another. Although, only after a deep conversation with ourselves can we understand the reasoning behind our desire for it. To help you adapt to your understanding of where your desire falls into, I have conducted an experiment. Although, before we take part in this experiment together, I would like to disclaim something. Let's forget the word fame and replace it with, quote, a high degree of attention. My older viewer demographic, aged 40 and above, are going to lean closer towards the idea that fame is out of the picture, nor is it or was it ever of their desire. Although, I highly disagree with anyone who makes this statement. Let's look back at our teen years, and let's really look back on how many unfulfilled goals we had never accomplished. Now that those goals have been recognized, let's try to imagine the outcome of what could have happened if we have accomplished them. I'm sensing the extrinsic values of money and recognition had something to do with your young, naive perspective on the world. Now that you're older, your responsibilities have taken over, and those desires have unconsciously subsided, without you even noticing. These older generations will validate their lack of fame by imposing their unachieved aspirations onto the younger generations, unconsciously instilling doubt into the young soul's mind. Although, they do this without the intention to crush your dreams, but as a means of projecting their unmet goals onto you to find comfort in their simpler, boring life. For the younger viewer demographic, all you want is a higher degree of attention. The introverts and the extroverts. Let's take a young 13-year-old with two younger sisters, an older brother, and an older sister. Must be hard to obtain mom and dad's attention with all that competition, right? So our 13-year-old searches elsewhere for this validation that he's missing from mom and dad. And what's better than a number of other lonely teenagers? Thus, on our drive to school, 
We take with us all which we lack and try to soothe our ego by finding this comfort validation we seek from our parents, amongst our friends, and our peers. We look up to celebrities and famous leaders because they represent an artificial lifestyle that seems almost unattainable. But we want what they have. We want that money, that attention, that validation. Finally, let's take our last, deepest look at the intrinsic reason for our desire for a higher degree of attention. According to The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene, all of our wants and needs stem from our early childhood. The amount of attention we were or weren't receiving from our mothers, the relationship we built with our fathers, how well we get along with our siblings, and so forth. Ultimately, it is up to them. What many call intuition or a gut feeling has lots to do with our inner child pulling us towards what he once longed for and eventually lost down the road. When we bring fame into the picture, this is very appealing to our inner child. All the attention he never received from mother and father, but also the attention he never received from you, his carrier, as you grew up and unconsciously let his dreams die. Part 2. Fame. The loser gets addicted. Us little people get tastes of fame through the wonders of social media. We achieve our version of a higher degree of attention through the amount of likes and comments we get. Most of us grow irrational to obtain this attention and pursue lifestyle choices that only degrade our true persona and potential. Fame roots from past neglect and a feeling of insignificance. We can often see this in famous people now having gotten what they yearn for. Everything we post on social media is to confirm the validation we yearn from others. We unconsciously categorize people into our minds based on the level of status or success they have acquired for themselves. And while unfortunate, it appears that as we continue to age, our relationships become more and more transactional, more stale, and less humane. We all secretly want fame, and we lie when we say that we don't. We know that it will damage our self-image to verbally express our desire for this pathetic form of attention. As some of us chase it, we are weighed down by the judgment of others in trying to bring us back down to the herd. Their hate consumes us, and we inevitably give up. Often, we applaud each other on our journey, or grind, towards this grandiose form of success. And we comment, funny post, but honestly, we really just posted it for you to comment, funny post. For the views and the likes and the followers, to reassure the validation that we're truly seeking. We support movements and follow trends because maybe we will be the lucky star whose TikTok blows up if we post our dance video with this sound while it's still number one. We believe that once we achieve the level of fame we desire, we will no longer feel the need to seek the approval of the lack of our attention. That the fame will validate our insanity. But as we rise to the top, we may find that fame has only blinded us from the real problems that are rising within. In short, the fame will validate your lack of attention, but as long as you continue to play this push and pull game with that validation, you will forever remain an approval-seeking human, constantly in lack and destined to internally struggle. The fame will not validate your insanity. Insanity is built through fame, like a validation cancer. Part 3. Fame versus Mastery The problem with many of us is that we are chasing fame not to master a form of art or to make a positive difference in the world. We are chasing fame out of our selfish need to feel special and unique. And for us comedians, while we may consciously say that we want to be the best stand-up comedian, we know deep down we want to be the best stand-up comedian to validate the belief that we had not wasted eight years paying $5 for open mics in Hollywood that we didn't even take seriously. Every day, I work with comedians at open mics where we all perform our material for five minutes at a time. You can almost instantly tell the flops from those who will make it. 
I ask many of them what their goals are, many telling me to be able to live off of it financially, to be the greatest, or to be recognized by a lot of people. What I have internally understood for many of these people is that their desires are very outward focused, meaning their goals have lots to do with the self-perception they give off to the outer world, how others perceive them, which of course, they would like to be of high status and value. Although, I have yet to meet a very special breed of people, one like-minded being who is ultimately chasing neither of those things, not fame, not money, not status. I have yet to discover a person who is chasing mastery. Mastery within an art form or career. One who is pursuing an art for the sole purpose of mastering that art form. Whether if it's to create a deeper message, make a positive impact, or to reinvent the art in their own way, to master the art is the real form of artistic success. What relation does this have to fame, you may ask? Well, many of those who end up mastering an art form in such a powerful way are often those who get to experience the byproducts of such an achievement. The luxuries of fame, power, and money. What makes these kind unique from the rest is that their fame was granted to them as a result of their hard-earned success on their well-achieved journey to mastery. Mastering the craft of any art form is an intrinsic desire and outwardly expresses itself in mass abundance. True greatness is a result of self-mastery. Part of mastering a specific art form, business, or career is an outward expression of self-mastery. Finding mastery within a medium of the physical, tangible world is just an outward expression of us creating mastery within ourselves. A true master has no desire to chase mastery outside of him or herself. A true master seeks mastery within. With a high degree of this self-mastery, he can then project his powers outwardly through a medium in the physical world to exude his mastery outwardly. This outward form of mastery will then project itself in high volumes and reward its master with high status, power, and wealth. Finding the power within is what will in the end reward one in the outer world. Self-mastery is the art of conquering yourself, controlling your thoughts, understanding how you as a unique being functions, your good and bad habits, your demons and your talents, your insecurities and how to overcome them, and so on. Being so honest with yourself to a point where you can outwardly express your inner contentment with the tangible world. Examples of this would be a bodybuilder. His muscles are an outward expression of the inner mastery that he has developed within himself to create that body. Elon Musk, billionaire, invested years into mastering himself, understanding how he functions, his habits and daily patterns, understanding the way he thinks to best master himself. He had to separate himself from himself to look at himself as though another person to truly unlock the greatness he and many more are capable of becoming. Use this knowledge to find a tangible medium as a means to exude your highest potential. If fame is what you're after, understand that fame is just a byproduct of self-mastery. And if your end goal is fame, then I apologize for calling you a sheep. Your desire and attainment of and for fame makes you just like everybody else. In this instance, if you choose to cling on to this desire, then so be it. Go run with the herd, get your likes and followers, and enjoy the instantly gratifying thrill of temporary validation. Although, when you work hard on developing mastery within, I promise you that it will express itself to the world, and the world will then repay you with those byproducts of fame, money, and status with everything you've asked for as a kid. Everyone's working so hard to soothe their self-image in the eyes of others, but no one's working hard to truly understand that self-image for themselves, to develop their own perception of their self-image first. On the road to self-mastery, you will be forced to make many sacrifices. You may have to sacrifice for the simple sake of the challenge.
although many of us fail at this very quickly. An example of this would be waking up at 6 instead of 10. How many times have we tried to tell ourselves to start waking up early, only to fall back into our old pattern? While there may be countless of videos online that may suggest a strategy, in the end, it is the strategy we invent that will best support our new goal. While I have watched many videos on waking up early, only when I understood that I am a unique being who functions in his own way, only when I became honest with myself about myself, was I able to create the perfect strategy. Only years into the process, I had realized that I was unconsciously lying to myself of my capabilities, stretching to a point that was destined to fail. It takes a high degree of self-honesty and acceptance of one's uniqueness to truly conquer the self. You have to find what motivates you. Instead of only soaking up other people's strategies, use their experiences to mold your own strategy. Part 4. Mastery in the Tangible World In my perspective, this podcast which you are listening to is not a podcast. This podcast is a tangible medium for which I can exude my ideas, which I've unlocked on my pursuit towards self-mastery, into the physical outer world. What this means is that any art form, business, or career path all has its rules and its own requirements for success. Although, what makes the successful successful within those paths are those who recognized their skill set and power within, are those who've identified their strengths and found a physical medium to express that inner strength and potential. A brief but biased and underdeveloped example of this would be career quizzes. Career quizzes use your responses to their questions to understand your skills, strengths, and desires to assess what career path may be best suited for you. These quizzes are biased because they're inaccurate in giving you a proper answer. As to really discover this is to search within, a much longer but fulfilling process. On my journey, while I fully understand that fame is part of the process and being a successful comedian, I see stand-up only as a medium for which I can exude my real talents. Simplified, stand-up comedy is a person standing in front of people expressing an idea, belief, or observation in a structured manner intended to make those people laugh. In 100 years, stand-up comedy can die and evolve into something completely different, and the new generations will then adapt to this new physical medium as a way for them to exude their humor and comedic self-mastery. Although today, stand-up is the closest resource that I have found to use to express my skills, talents, and unique abilities on my pursuit towards inner mastery. When I die, all that will be left of my legacy would be all that I have created and shared. My material possessions and unmet goals would mean nothing. Elon Musk looking at his rocket ship is a man looking at his imagination come to life in the physical world. He sees a future that we cannot see. And just like Elon Musk, I want to look at my rocket ship and make my imagination present itself in the real world. Through stand-up comedy, I plan to channel my internal mastery into the world, and by doing that, I am slowly mastering this already developed, tangible art form. For the second and final section of this episode, I've invited an up-and-coming screenwriter by the name of Anthony Garbers to discuss the idea of fame versus mastery. I asked Anthony about his thoughts on fame, and how we might be able to see through the underlying motives of those who claim they don't want it. He said, Everyone wants to chase a title. They don't ever want to put in the work for anything. It's like they want to be like, oh, I'm the greatest of all time. I'm the greatest comedian. I'm the greatest this. I'm the greatest that. At the end of the day, you just want that title. You don't really want to you know, do seven mics a week. Or hell, you don't even want to do one mic a day. And it is very much just kind of wanting to be 
greater than what you mm -hmm. put yourself into. Your actions speak better than your words, you know? You say you want to be the greatest, but you do two mics, kind of shows how much you really want to be the greatest. That might lead me to think that you have other motives. You say you want to be the best, but you do seven mics a night, that might show me that you want to be the best. So your actions speak better than your words. It is whatever you say. If you say you want to be a professional basketball player, but you're on the court like four times a week, then you'd like to be a professional basketball player. But now I'm wondering, do you really want to be a professional basketball player? Or is there some underlying motives that you want from like being that basketball player? A lot of times those underlying motives are the lifestyle of being a professional basketball player. Yeah. The What comes with being a professional basketball player. The paycheck, the money, the success. And you see those real motives from their work. I can see how much you really want to be where you want to be by the level that you're putting into the game. And, and usually those underlying motives are either fame or money. You speak about the bigger picture and of greatness a lot. So what is your end game, long game for this? Whether it's stand-up comedy, podcast, like where do you envision yourself in the near future or the, the further future? I see stand-up and I see the podcast and I see acting and I see modeling not as what they are. Not as acting or modeling as a form of getting paid or as a form of gaining recognition or proving something to the world. I see them as an outlet in which I can find that mastery within myself so that I can express it to the world and create it. Because stand-up comedy is an art form, but what is it really? Like if we really think about it, it's, it's a person on a stage sharing their beliefs in a structured way intended to make you laugh. And just like anything else, another art form can be created in like a hundred years, stand-up can die and evolve into something greater according to the environment, adapting to the environment, just like you said, adapting to what the environment is then. Stand-up will be like long gone when like the world becomes all virtual and there's gonna be another form of entertainment and making people laugh. So for me, as of now, stand-up comedy being the, the closest thing to finding who I am so that I can outwardly express it and by outwardly expressing it, I'm sharing my inner mastery to the world by mastering this art form. It's just stand-up comedy and podcast and, and whatever else I'm doing, acting, is just a tangible way, a physical way that I can expose my self-mastery. In conclusion, what you should really be chasing is not fame or riches, but mastery within and a tangible medium in which you can express that self-mastery in the outer world. And thus the world will repay you with everything that you need to continue to pursue what it is that you're mastering. The world will grant you with the recognition you might need to land a stronger impact, the wealth you might need to evolve your ideas, and the power you might need to influence the right people. Let success be the byproduct of your inner greatness. Fame is just a blinding illusion we all seem to chase to fulfill the lack of attention we received in our early childhood. We must resist our desire for it and let our creative and inventive abilities pave the way. The success you seek will die within on your pursuit towards fame. To truly succeed, you must find mastery within. Only then will you master the tangible world. Only then will you truly enjoy the luxuries that the facade of fame seems to offer. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Escaping the Herd. I'm your host, Guy Reuven, and I look forward to meeting you again on this side of the fence next week.
And remember, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence.